sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match us. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. This is Patrick Riccardi. And this week, Pat? Seinfeld versus It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, and so I picked the Seinfeld, and you picked the It's Always Sunny. And uh, for Seinfeld, I picked uh, the Merv Griffin Show from Season 9. Um, so, I, I don't know, I think maybe we've talked about this uh, on our own, but uh, for me, Seinfeld, like, the episodes where Jerry's doing stand-up at the beginning, they can go either way. Uh, like, a lot of times they're... They're not great episodes, and but then it started getting uh, into the good episodes. But if there's an episode with no stand-up at the beginning, I know that shit's going to be gold. Uh, uh, I never noticed that as a, a good or bad thing. Yeah, no, it's a it's a definite marker for me because as the series prog- progressed, it got uh, more and more just absurd. Like, this is from the very last season. And uh, by that point, I feel like they just, like, completely given up on even trying to make it anything even resembling real life. Uh, which, which is made for a lot more f- funniness. How did you experience Seinfeld? Like, wh- wh- how did you first watch it? Live on air on uh, NBC Thursday nights. Oh, so did, but did you watch it? I remember back when it first came on, I was really super duper excited because I was huge into watching like comedy. I think it was Comedy Channel and any any kind of stand up comics. I love stand up comedy, and I and, and Jerry Seinfeld was one of the funniest guys. And I heard he was going to have a show, and it kind of got moved. I don't remember it start what night it started on, but it wasn't originally called Seinfeld. Yeah, it was the and Seinfeld I, Chronicles was the the original title. And and I was so excited when it was on, and it was I I think it might have even been a summertime replacement, or it was a, a odd time of year where it started. It wasn't like a, a fall big deal start. And it was kind of a surprise for me because it wasn't like now where you get a huge internet look up when things are starting. It was the TV guide came the week before and that's all you knew. But the night it came on and just watching in my friend's basement and just laughing uproariously at stupid stuff like – because the early episodes were bad. But there was little funny bits in there that I still liked at the time because I remember Kramer came in in the apartment with and put the the sandwich in his pocket. And it was just a stupid little – like manner mannerism humor, but it was it's what makes the show that those little jokes, and that's how that's how I first started watching. You know, I was just excited about watching it, so I was glad it came on. Yeah, so I, I started watching it live, and then I think by like the fourth or fifth st- season, I stopped watching because I was at school and I just didn't have time to watch. So I still liked it, but I didn't have time to watch it anymore. And then it was I didn't get to watch. New Seinfeld. I mean, I didn't get to watch all those Seinfeld episodes for like ten years. So in like the early two thousands, it was a great treat for me to to catch up, or yeah, early two thousands, mid two thousands, catch up and watch all those episodes I'd never seen before. Oh yeah, because from like season six on, it's just it's all it's all good. I think yeah, those yeah. Early, those early episodes are almost painful to watch to me now, um, especially the first season, and you could see. Uh, well, you know, we've talked about it before. There's a trope named for it, uh, the Seinfeld is unfunny trope, where uh, people who, believe it or not, there are people who are, like, adults or almost adults now um, who were 
just born when Seinfeld started. So to them, uh, they've seen it all done a million times since. And, uh, and so they can't see what the big deal is, but it really was a revolutionary sitcom. It, it changed sitcoms much the way Louis is doing today or, uh, or it's always sunny, uh, kind of change things around a bit too. Uh, but those early episodes, you can see what they were trying to do and what they were going for, but it's just, I don't know. There's something about it that's very grown worthy, and and they're also a lot darker. Those really yeah. early episodes. They're, they're yeah, I don't. I I like them more than you do. The dark. The darkness is what kind of what makes fun about. It. Like the, they are very. They're much more uncomfortable than than the later episodes. Like the that that episode. I think the episode in the Chinese restaurants from the first season. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, the the. Uh, yeah, no, it is. It was uncomfortable humor. It's uh, the early, the early cup first couple seasons, and the first season wasn't even a full season, like you said, um, are much more uh, reminiscent of Curb Your Enthusiasm, say, uh, with the with the kind of humor, less cursing. Yeah, unfortunately, less cursing. Um, and but, I don't really care if, if something is revolutionary or not. If it's, if it's funny, it's all I care about. So if I watch something from the 1930s and it's revolutionary. It doesn't matter to me if it's not funny, but if I watch something from the 1940s and it's doing the same thing from the 1930s but doing it better, and it makes me laugh, that that's all that matters. So, well, you know, no, I that's mean, that's a good point. It's it's something we talked about uh, when we talked about the Beatles. It uh, that's why Seinfeld is still shown in reruns today because it's one of those rare things that was actually good and groundbreaking at the same time. Right. Yeah. Um, although. I, I, I can't really watch the early episodes they anymore, um, especially the one with Michael Chiklis. I don't know if you remember that. Is that the one where he, he's he's the suburban guy that comes into the city? Yeah, and like gets a hooker and everything. Yeah, yeah. just in Jerry's apartment. Yeah, that's just so weird. Although that even that one had the uh, Elaine with the maybe the dingo ate your baby line, which is funny. yeah. yeah there, there's always something funny. I agree, but the, those early ones are just oh wait no. I think the absolute my absolute least favorite one is the uh, the bus boy. Which one's the bus where boy? Where George gets him fired and. Uh, and then they come over to apologize, and he loses his cat. Oh man, that's funny. Yeah, I, I guess I guess I just like I, I don't mind the darkness as much as you, or it just it just strikes me it strikes me as funny. Anyway, the Merv Griffin show was not dark like that. It's just straight out absurd. No, it's yeah, it's just straight up goofy, uh, which is what I love about the. There is the some darkness seasons. to it, which I didn't remember, but well, the the whole thing with Jerry's girlfriend is basically a, a rape metaphor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. That's that's a little dark. No, yeah. Then, but they 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 knock out Jerry's girlfriend so they can play with her her deceased father's cherished toys. His toy collection that that he willed to her. Yeah. So I mean, it it is. It's not really about rape, but they use the language of uh of rape in describing the way he he wants to play with the toys. And I think it, it's it, watching the episode made me a little bit uncomfortable. But, but watching the episode made me a little bit less uncomfortable when they mentioned in the episode how weird it is. Yes, yes, they they, they definitely understand uh, that it's bizarre, um, which is good. The well, this I really like this episode because uh, for once all of the storylines are at least decent. Um, where usually, you know, you've got four storylines going and one of them's always kind of weak. Like I, I had considered doing the one uh, at the uh, used car dealership 
uh, with Putty, but then that had like Kramer going on a ride to see how how far past E he could get the needle to go on a test drive, which was see, I think that's great because it's it's uh, it's it the fact that he's the the reason he do he's doing it is so great. He's like, well, why do you want to do that? Well, sometimes I like to borrow the car from Jerry, right? And I don't want to have to fill it with gas, so I want to know how far I can go. I think that's great. All right. Well, yeah. I, and I, and I, I, I find that to be a, more of a solid story than the hitting the squirrel. Yeah, the hitting the squirrel is the weak link here. Um, but, but no, all three were funny. I, I don't want to, to bicker. Well, should we even attempt to uh, describe the plot? I think damn near everybody's got to be familiar with this episode. Oh, why not? It's it, it, Just describing it's going to make me laugh. They, yeah. they find this set of the old Merv Griffin show in a, in a garbage bin outside a dumpster, and, which is in itself absurd because the Merv Griffin show had been on off the air for decades by that point, 10 years. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> and Kramer gets it all and puts it together in, in his apartment <laughs> and all the lights are still there. Some are broken off and it's all set up. And, and then he goes on to, uh, act like he's the host of the Merv Griffin show, which they also call attention to because he's, he's talking as if he's on TV, but you know, at one point Jim Fowler comes on. It sounds so absurd. Just, just describing it. The great thing the is great... that the, the, I love the, the fact that they, they built this, they wrote this episode where Kramer has this awesome fantasy life where he's really, hosting a talk show it's, yeah and jim I, fowler's like where are the cameras yeah, yeah but and everybody keeps calling attention to it because he's interviewing george <laughs> and elaine and jerry and and elaine's like what is wrong with you why do you have note cards and and, and uh elaine's talking to jerry and and kramer's like we're talking this way because right, towards him did you did you notice as the uh, as he has, he said things as Merv Griffin. He really was doing a Merv Griffin impression. Impression. I, and a very I didn't good one. notice. No. <laughs> His voice had that that ingratiating little lilt that Merv Griffin used to have when he had a, a guest on, which made it all the more funny. And not that it matters, but it was. And then then he got Newman in. Newman was there. And what is really funny is that the so Kramer and Newman have this idea that they they have this show that doesn't have an audience and somehow they got Jim Fowler on. But what's great is that not only was Jim Fowler there, but Jerry Seinfeld was there, but he was dressed as if he was on a talk show. He had a whole suit on. So it wasn't like Jerry was wearing his jeans and turtleneck like day-to-day usual. clothes, yeah. He wore a suit for the show. <laughs> and I like that that's done but not mentioned. It's yeah, he's wearing this suit, and there's no there's no reason why it doesn't matter. Yeah, there's no reason for Jerry to ever wear a suit, really, <laughs> so, just to be on a talk show. <laughs> yeah, new. Well, I wanted to say too, uh, since we brought up Newman, um, outside of The Simpsons, uh, I would say Seinfeld had the best, uh, like, non main character cast of almost any sitcom because you've got Newman, you've got uh, Frank. Costanza, of course, who was in this episode. Was he in this one? Just his voice. I don't I mean, remember how. How was they're, they're, they're uh, Jerry and George are watching or playing with the toy and Elaine are what playing with the toys, and you hear uh, <laughs> you can hear uh, Frank stands in the background uh, marveling about the uh, porta potty he's filming with his camera. <laughs> oh right, right, because they're showing George's old home movies. 
Um, yeah, so that's that's another storyline is that uh, Jerry's dating this woman who has this awesome toy collection um, of toys from his childhood that he never got to have. So he goes to Lynx to uh, get to play with them, which she does not want him to do, uh, and ends up uh, knocking her out, drugging her, basically, so that uh, she, he can play with the toys while she's asleep. Uh, that's one storyline. Uh George hits some pigeons in a car. And they they wouldn't move because there's a bargain. Right, there's a bargain between p- the pigeons and us, yeah. Uh, but but in this episode, the pigeons break it. And, uh, and so he runs them over and then ends up stomping on some pigeons in the park in front of a mother and her <laughs> son uh, later in the episode. And uh, then ends up swerving, which pisses his girlfriend off that he hit the pigeons. So... Uh, he sees some more pigeons the next time he's driving with her and swerves to avoid them and hits a squirrel. Who uh, has to take to the vet. Right. Now, and, that, and... that scene, I, uh, that's one of those things that almost takes me out of the episode when they do the kind of joke like, uh, we're going to have to fly in some tiny little instruments for him to well, work on Well, that's funny the because the, the part, of the, part of that scene is a, was that scene was put in because the joke was removed, I saw on the DVD, that... In that scene, they say we had to fly in uh, tiny squirrel instruments from El Paso. But uh, the original joke was when they're in the vet's office, uh, the, uh, he pays the he, he pays the, the the vet bill with a credit a Clovis credit card, which I've never heard of, but a Clovis credit card. And as he gives the card over, he says, uh, "I get Greyhound miles with this." <laughs> so then the next scene where where they say the thing about the the uh, Tiny instruments. Tiny instruments. Instead of the scene starting off with that, it starts off with, uh, uh, oh, Je- uh, um, Jerry saying how, how what happened, and, and George saying, "Well, it maxed out my card." And then Jerry answers, "Well, at least you can get that Greyhound trip to El Paso." And then uh, Kramer does the El Paso joke. So that's, <laughs> but still, I mean, it doesn't. I just thought that was such a funny, stupid joke that they threw out. <laughs> It is, um, and they should have kept that one in and taken the tiny instruments yeah. out. <laughs> I think uh, it took too long to set up because they had the, you know, they had to take the credit card out. They had to come back and tell. It just took too long, and this one was just one line. And then the El Paso thing led to Kramer saying, "I I once spent a month in El Paso one weekend." Oh yeah, and, and I, Newman, I spent a month in El Paso one night. Yeah, something and like Newman that. Newman yeah. laughing uproariously. <laughs> Which Newman, <laughs> that was. I think the highlight of the episode for me is when, uh, oh my God, we can't describe this whole thing. It, it sounds so ridiculous when you're just talking about certain <laughs> scenes. But when uh, Jim Fowler's, what, Hawk is it? Or Falcon? Yeah, yeah. Uh, goes after George's uh, squirrel that he brings in. And uh, they show it in slow-mo, the, the hawk flying toward George about to attack him. And, and uh, Jerry and Kramer's face are horrified and Newman's face just laughing. Uh, and that's anyway, everything. you're going you're going with all the and that was hilarious. But you're going through all the background characters of Seinfeld. They're great, and we just named two. And I interrupted you. There is others. There's uh, uh, what's his name? The the Elaine's boss. Oh yeah, Jay Peterman. And that's another. There's a lot of stories in this. The whole work. We don't have to describe it, but there's there's stuff going to Jay Peterman. Oh yeah, that's Elaine's story. Is that there's a sidler. Yeah. Let's not even go into it. Um, although there are some really good lines in that too, about the, uh, uh, she's trying to tell him his breast stinks and she's like, you're, and she, but she won't say it. She's like pointing his mouth and he's like my dead tooth. <laughs> now I, uh, 
I watched a lot of the commentary and the, the there was a special not making of but about this episode and it's funny it, was, it goes back to what you said at the beginning the, the like almost everybody that talked about said well I guess we weren't really uh, very realistic in this episode because there was in the, the I think the what's what's Kramer's name his what the actor Michael Richards Kramer. Michael Richards is like we we didn't have any I can't remember exactly how you put it He's like, there's no way anyone would think this was realism, but it was a very fun episode. Yeah, well, that's what I love about it. Yeah, I, th- I think sometimes people don't like that. So people probably do complain about the absurdity, so they want to talk about if this one's absurd or not, and if it's worth it for not being absurd. Well, I, I commend Seinfeld, uh, the show and the and the writers, uh, for using their their fame and their uh, high ratings to do absurd stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy who wrote this is was I don't know if he still is a New Yorker cartoonist. So he also wrote the episode about the New Yorker cartoon. About the New Yorker cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, this uh well, just Seinfeld overall, I mean, I've watched him in reruns a million times and uh it's weird how because kramer was like the the breakout hit like he his his character you you remember for a while every time he walked in the audience would applaud and uh, i guess they had to ask the audience to stop doing that but kramer holds up the least well i think of all the characters watching now and and not just because of michael richard's uh racist rant like i'm i'm not filtering it through that at all i just i don't know maybe with other episodes but in this episode i think i thought he held up really i thought he was really funny i didn't i didn't have any problem with yeah he is but he didn't rely on uh so much slapstick and physical shtick in this one uh he actually acted yeah i don't think i even i don't know i'll have to watch watch other episodes to see if i agree with whether or not he holds up but i think they still are all funny to me um and uh so, but did, I I didn't find I didn't I found a lot of the laughter to sound like it was sweetened up and it it was distracting. It's been a, it's, it was the first time I've watched Seinfeld without being distracted. Like usually you'll watch it on TV and I've seen it a million times and I don't pay attention. But this episode I was paying attention since we're watching it for the podcast and the laugh. I don't I, I guess there there was a studio audience, but there was also a laugh track and it was distracting no i noticed that as well watching watching this i even wrote it down the the uh, i don't even know if there was a studio audience i think it was all left maybe it was all canned because it it did stick out the the laughter in this episode far more than i remember other episodes from watching on tv sticking out yeah um it was almost get a life level where get a life's uh canned laughter was a obviously a parody of uh of sitcom laughter Um, and, and that's more how this felt to me uh, on on this episode, yeah, Seinfeld. Well, I guess News Radio came after Seinfeld, so News Radio was the last sitcom with uh, an audience or laughter that uh, I c- I can even watch. I'm I'm too spoiled for, uh, you know, what is is it single camera? I never remember. Yeah, I, I always one, get them one one's the other. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I don't know, and I think it's surprising to me that the. The one that's cheaper is the one with the audience. Yeah, I find that weird too. Um, I think that's multi-camera. Oh, who cares? It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I, I don't like the ones with with laughter. Um, I don't either. But I I I I've heard Tina Fey in interviews say if she, if she could have, she would have done with live studio audience. And it's just it's more of a 
not a, it's not a style that is inherently funnier. It's just a, style, a fad or not a, yeah, a style like this. That's what's in style right now. Not that that's what's better. Right. Yeah. We talked about that a little bit on the 30 rock episode, right. but I kind of disagree with her. I mean, maybe you could say it's a fad, but I, I also uh, appreciate not being told and hit over the head with you're supposed to laugh here. Right. Um, yeah. I agree with that too. I, I find it much more, you know, the jokes have to stand or die on their own and, and, uh, it's up to you, you know, rather yeah, than it's a, being prodded like a, a monkey, which I usually enjoy, but not as, for six months. Yeah. Yeah. No, not at all. Um, yes. <laughs> Seinfeld, Seinfeld. I can, I think I'll be able to watch forever. Um, except those ones you don't like, except, except those early ones. Yeah. I, uh, they're they're a little much for me, um, but this I never get tired of it, and and it's one of those shows where like me and Viv are like constantly bringing up in relation to things that happen in real life, and we're like, oh, it's just like that episode of Seinfeld, which uh, I remember you told me that a long time ago, like near when I first met you, and soon after I I, I saw someone I knew from high school is super duper heavy white right wing guy, and he he said the same thing on. You know, he just brought up Seinfeld and he said, you know, you can anything that happens in life, you can bring up compared to Seinfeld. And it's like, so all all manner of people think that not just everybody, all manner of political people. Yeah, well, I mean, and that was the genius of Seinfeld that there I don't think there's ever been a more apolitical show. Well, no, no sitcoms are really political, Um you know, no. maybe maybe Thirty Rock and Parks and Rec uh, more so than yes, but than some most. there's some forms of comedy. That there's a sensibility that people, certain people like more than other, and I think Seinfeld. I, some people don't like it because the people are too mean. But yeah, they I, say I, they're horrible people, but they're you know it's exaggerated. Look, we're we're all we're all selfish uh, at root to some extent. And uh, these these are just exaggerated forms of that. Like when they do shitty things, I can realize they're shitty things, and also be like, "Oh, but I get it. You know, I get where they're coming from." And I guess some people just can't. So maybe that means I'm a terrible person. But I I, I don't I don't think you you need to to love some like be best friends with someone to laugh at them. So I don't I don't necessarily want to be best best friends with the people in sign. Well, I do. They're all awesome. <laughs> yeah, I I yeah I don't get the the. Uh, hatred i mean i don't even know what if if they were all nice and and friendly would the show wouldn't be funny obviously no if they're all nice and friendly it would be the bizarro seinfeld people and they'd just be shaking hands hello right which was a funny episode simply because it it uh pointed up the difference between seinfeld and and other sitcom you have to remember this was also the era of uh tgif with you know family matters and uh full house and all that shit Oh, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't talk about how Seinfeld was. Seinfeld came right at the edge of where all the shows were had a special message, and you need to learn something. And then, from what I I've heard that the people who make Seinfeld, one of the things that they they were no hugging, no learning. So every episode, you couldn't learn anything from the episode, and nobody could be happy. Yeah, which is a an excellent formula uh, that somebody should have hit on years before. It would have spared us a lot of pain throughout the 80s yeah i think seinfeld debuted 89 i believe i don't know that sounds, that I, sounds close to right yeah i don't have it in front of me but i, I think so yeah so yeah because it, it ended in 97 so 89 sounds right yeah so it, it was it was right at the tail end of that well i mean 
not even at the tail end. That kind of shit still went on for a while. I think uh, Arkel was on in 89. Yeah. No. That, oh, I'm sure those shows were on in the 90s, at least into the early 90s. I know that. Um, yeah. You know, whatever that fucking tool time, home improvement. And, uh, I don't think home improvement was one of those message shows. That home improvement was bad, but in a different way. Really? You don't think it was a message show? I, I mean, it's not like what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of this episode. They're going to talk about anorexia, but also be funny. Oh, right. Yeah. Not like, really be funny. Yeah. Tool, no. time, I mean, Tool time was just a family sitcom. I, I, they still make those now and I don't think they're terribly bad. They just aren't my cup of tea. Like, Tool Time was not as good everybody loves Raymond. No, no, I agree. Uh, there's a lot of hate for that show too. Everybody loves Raymond. Unreasonable hate. That show is really funny. Peter Boyle's awesome. This is stupid hate. Peter Boyle's awesome. Ray Romano's funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. Br- Brad Garrett, I could do without. He's funny too. Uh, yeah. He mugs a bit for me. Uh, it's the same problem I had with like Kristen Wiig on Saturday Night Live. She's uh, she's funny, and I like her in movies and stuff when I see her, but. She just was so overboard with the exaggerated facial expressions and stuff on Saturday Night Live. It it drove me to distraction and to uh, heroin. Oh, I was wondering where distraction was. Right, right in the main line. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So Seinfeld. I mean, there's no questioning its place in in sitcom history. I guess. Uh, I question it. I don't know. It's great. I just don't know how great. <laughs> that's that's good you should you should always be uh you should always be questioning reality and, and yeah i don't know if it exists i don't know if it's something i made up maybe it actually isn't seinfeld it was somebody else maybe it's ellen it could be ellen or you know just a bunch of ducks quacking <laughs> that's a show i'd pay for um well you want to move on to uh it's always sunny sure I, uh, what was what was the name of this episode the gang solves the the gas crisis solves the gas crisis that's when you picked I would have picked uh, Sweet D's dating a retarded person. I just like I we talked about before the episodes that podcast started is that I mean this podcast started that we wanted I, I when we were picking the episodes I didn't want to just do that one because I wanted to do this it's always sunny because I love the wild card stuff and if we were just going to do one but we could have done the other one because we decided that we can do more than one episode but anyway I love that wild card stuff it just makes me laugh so much every time every. So- Every instance of Charlie in this episode is perfect. This is the best Charlie episode, I think. Well, it's the best we're going to talk about tonight. Well, yes, I agree with that. And uh, if you're not familiar, uh, I don't know why you would be listening to this, but it's always sunny in Philadelphia um, on FX, soon to be on FXX, I guess. Uh, they're some new Fox or FX station. Um, and a sitcom very much in the Seinfeld uh, tradition of horrible people doing horrible things. Yes. Uh, but taken to more of an extreme, as you would expect of a of a more modern sitcom. More modern and cable. Yeah, and and nowhere near. I, I mean, it's got it's got huge fan a huge fan base and and very rabid fans, but uh, nowhere near the popular appeal of Seinfeld. I don't think there'll ever be a TV show as popular as Seinfeld. I think Seinfeld hit popularity right at the at the point where cable was just starting to take over, so it could still get those huge huge numbers. But I don't think the shows get the numbers of Seinfeld guy. I think every year that number is going to go down a little bit. And Seinfeld I, Seinfeld probably wasn't as 
as popular as Cheers as as, as far as ratings go. Like no, I don't. At least, surely not for the first six seasons or so. Yeah. No, it was number at some point it hit number one. I'm just talking about because Seinfeld was very popular. It was the number one. Show. It was like trading number one spots with Tool Time, but a Home Improvement. But I don't. Even even if it's always sunny, which it's not because it's on a small cable channel, it would, was the number one sitcom. It still would not be as, as nearly as pop, popular as Seinfeld because pe- people don't watch just one show as much as they do. Anymore. Oh yeah, the the uh, mark the market is very fragmented now. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also not nearly as as mainstream as, as Seinfeld. You could not watch this with your grandmother unless your grandmother was a different kind of person than my grandmother. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my grandmother was uh, kind of a whore. Uh, she might have enjoyed this. Maybe. I don't know if, what kind of things whores like. I'm not one to judge. Yeah, well, I mean like a uh, like a tattooed, uh, chain-smoking sailor wench whore. Oh, she'd love it then. Yeah, yeah. With an eye patch. Um, you don't happen to have her number. Um, yeah, you can dial 1-800- uh, Satan, because I believe she's in hell right now. Uh, I was just thinking, I, I think it's a shame that kids nowadays don't have the advantage of 976 numbers. Well, I mean, they don't need them, Pat. I know, but it the was whole so... internet is a big 976 number that you don't have to pay uh, $5 a minute for. It was so great to have to have those, those, those ads on USA Network on Saturday nights and say, what if I called? What would happen? You know exactly what would happen. It would be, uh, be some uh, bored housewife just kind of going through the motions. You think that now. I didn't think that then, or I wouldn't say what would happen. I, there was, I, they still like show ads on TV sometimes for some of these like chat lines and shit, which is so fucking weird to me. I don't know how they can even uh, get enough of a clientele to afford to put commercials on the air, but like lava life and shit. Do you know that? Yeah. I've seen those ads. Yeah. I remember I, I posted, uh, on Twitter once back when I was doing it, I was like, so, uh, when you call up a lava, a lava life line, is it just a bunch of, uh, guys talking about the next star Wars movie? And, uh, somebody from lava life wrote, wrote me back, tweeted me back about that. (laughs) Ha ha. Very funny. (laughs) yes yes it is you should try <laughs> us though yeah we have the best star wars audio audio fan wanks <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah anyway uh it's always sunny yeah so much uh much darker than than seinfeld but in there would be no it's always sunny without seinfeld i think it's fair to say there's yeah there are quite a few similarities down to the uh Three guys, one woman uh, team. Although Danny DeVito was added in the second season, I guess it was. Uh, as, as they showed in this episode, it's not just Seinfeld that has that. That's a that's a model for success. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, you mean Danny DeVito or the uh, or the three guys, one woman? Uh, the the whole the the face, the brains, the wild card. Oh the right, bro- right, on, yeah, right. And the useless girl. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, that was their team. Ghostbusters has it. Yeah, which they brought up. So that was their team. They're they're planning because gas is too high. They want to plan to uh, to be able to make some money off the gas crisis. Uh, so their plan is to go to a bank and get a loan so they can buy a bunch of gas and then sell it at a profit. Um, and as you said, 
that's how Mac, I think it was, right, described uh, their team. Uh, Mac was the brains, uh, Dennis was the looks, Charlie was the wild card, and, and D, yeah, was the useless girl, in his words, uh, which was hilarious. And then, uh, so Charlie, as you said, played the wild card role to the hilt. Um, <laughs> That's the the entire. He was so filled with joy when he found out that was his role. So the entire episode, anytime there was a need for something to happen, he would just suggest something stupid and say wild card, and then they would say no. Yeah, and he he would ruin every uh, every plan they had with his wild card antics, uh, like the they were um they were gonna they were telling the gas station owner that uh Mac was trying to tell him that uh he was gonna take away his business and he said get ready to feel it where it hurts and charlie says your dick i don't know if you remember that um hilarious and then he started talking like foghorn leghorn later in the episode when they're trying to sell gas because they're southern oil men yeah so they're trying to sell gas door to door and he ended up uh somehow through his bad use of metaphor making it sound like this woman they were talking to at her door like he was going to molest her yeah yeah so yeah, so we picked two shows that had to rape jokes in it. So I guess that's and that's yet our, our ne- mode. both neither done in in a in an offensive way, which I no which I really appreciate. not at all. That's true, yeah. And because that's really difficult uh, humor to do, as we talked about on on the uh, the girls will be girls, you know that did it the wrong way. Uh, here here I thought it worked. Um, it's it's all I found. Well, you know I did uh, some stand-up comedy just open mic stuff uh for a little bit and one thing i found about comedy is it's always it always works best when you make yourself the butt of the joke rather than just talking shit about other people which is exactly what the it's always sunny people and and the seinfeld uh characters uh, to some extent did yeah not as much as it's always sunny but they they did do the same thing yeah yeah, yeah, and, that, uh, and that's that. And that is exactly why in this episode the the rape joke worked because it wasn't it wasn't a rape joke. It was a a joke about how clueless like rape. Yeah, and how clue and yeah, and how they're going to call the cops. Yeah, uh, and and we should talk about the darkness of of this series. I mean, it's it's there in every episode, but in this one, for example, uh, Frank Danny DeVito waterboards his own daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in, in the urinal scene and then, and then dennis comes in and starts to pee right next to her right and while she's, she's just, being waterboarded yes and she's like help me no it's great but of course she did say earlier in the episode that she had a plan to kill him right she was gonna <laughs> kill him to get their their mother's uh money she was gonna kill everybody else in the family so it would all go to her because she knew she was last in line to get it <laughs> i i i've heard that the one of the things that made the show happen is that the FX people said, we're not going to limit you creatively in any way whatsoever, but we're also not going to give you any money. So that's, that's kind of the trade-off. So that's why the show, especially in the beginning, not as much now, but it still is kind of cheaply looked. It looks cheap. I don't even think they shoot it HD. It, I think it's, if you watch it on HDTV, it's, it's still not rectangle box. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I remember when I was buying the uh, the DVD sets, they were, like, not available on Blu-ray just because they didn't shoot there's in no, HD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no need to. So I, I think that's that's a neat model for them. And it's it, I can't believe it's been 10 years. If I, it has I know, been. it's crazy. No, it, it, just, is, it has. Yeah. 
So it's, I mean, it's a great, it's a great way to do things. Of course, they they're still really funny. Last season was a, a, a funny season. It's a little bit easier for those guys to to have ten seasons of really funny stuff when they're only doing six or seven episodes compared to. I think it's ten. Yeah, film. ten episodes a season. Yeah. Compared to the twenty four of of a, but you know it's still really a, a really funny ten episodes. Right, and they're still. I mean. They're doing ten episodes, also. I think because they're a much smaller crew than than a network show has. They're doing a lot of this themselves. Still, right. They, I know? think they write all everything. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I think the three of those guys pretty much do everything. I don't know how much a D has to do it has to do with it, but it sounds it sounds like for the interview I heard with Charlie, it, uh, the those three guys do a lot of the a lot of the writing and putting everything together. So that's kind of neat that that's it's theirs. Yeah, it's kind well, of weird that only one of them has gone on to do more. Yeah, Charlie Day. Yeah, yeah. Um, who, yeah, who's been in Horrible Bosses and uh, that science fiction movie this summer? What was that? I don't even remember. Pacific Rim. I need to see it. Yeah. I guess it's gone by now. I heard it was really good, and he's good in it. Um, yeah, and I've heard some people who can't stand him either. Um, really? Yeah, which is funny to me because I find him... Absolutely hilarious. Um, I find him hilarious and impossible. To, he's so charming. If, I mean, when you hear him talk in real life, he's just a, just a nice guy. I can't imagine anyone disliking him for any reason, unless you hate beards. Well, and and that could be it. Um, yes. Yeah, you know who doesn't it's hate... It's Santa Claus, too. You know who doesn't hate beards is uh, Tom Cruise. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, now. We got to do that show sometime, too. Anyway, yeah, no, I, I don't know. But, you know, I've... I've just gotten over that kind of shit where I'm like, how could you not like this person? Because there's always somebody. Yeah. Always. Um, and usually it's because they're like some kind of, in my, in my experience, uh, because there's some kind of weird puritanical people, you know, we've, we've, uh, talked about, uh, like on, on the message boards we, uh, we go to sometimes there, there are people who are like, I will never watch a, a, mafia movie because or you know the sopranos or the godfather because i find that are good fellas you know some of the best uh tv and movies ever made because i find that abhorrent to glorify these you know whatever <laughs> it's it's the same they're the same people who don't like charlie day or uh find seinfeld repugnant i guess uh anyway yeah so uh well tell me more about this episode, so you picked it basically because of uh, Charlie's uh, wildcard antics. So I specifically for this, there's a scene at the end where he says wildcard bitches, and that scene just makes me laugh, just thinking about it. Right, because he, I mean, there's no point in, in you know, not spoiling this. We're not yeah, even... so if, if you're going to watch the episode, turn it off now, because this is, might be the funniest part of the episode. The end, near the end of the episode, culmination, they're driving around in the rape van with these big barrels of filled with gasoline. Wait, wait, wait. Because I have to tell you that was Danny DeVito's first line in the episode. It's not a rape (laughs) van. It's a spy van. Yes. With the, the inside of the windows tinted. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) And they're driving around and Mac goes through the plan step by step and the brakes don't work and the car is not stopping. And Charlie opens the back door and screams, wild car bitches and jumps out because I cut the brake. I cut the brakes. Right. (laughs) I cut the brake lines. Wild car bitches. Oh, such a great episode. And, And there's also a little subplot of them, destroying some poor guy's car who uh, they thought was someone else because the inside of the windows were 
filled in. Were tinted, yeah, so they couldn't really see who he was, and they they thought they thought it was their stepfather or the their real father, right? There, yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, their no, wait, Danny DeVito is their real father. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They thought it was uh, whoever was getting their their mom's money from the will. Right, uh, right. So they were trying to get back at him. Yeah, but they couldn't actually see who it was. It, so it ended up just being some random guy. But even then, then the, the actor from um, Happy Endings. Happy Endings, yeah. Yeah. So, but even then, uh, them destroying his car was all accidents. They weren't they weren't doing it on purpose. They just no, kept but it looked like it was it. on purpose. And and then the guy comes down. I've never hurt anyone in my life. Why is someone trying to ruin my life? I love that car. Yeah, they they end up blowing it up. Um, <laughs> yeah, everybody everybody who enjoys Seinfeld, I think, would enjoy It's Always Sunny. I don't, I don't see how you wouldn't. I, I disagree with that, but I think a lot you're of right. It's it's Seinfeld, as we said, is much broader appeal, and and yeah, I guess I, Seinfeld's just kind of goofier and and more broad humor, where this is is more. This is a little meaner. It is meaner. Yeah, it's a little not just. I mean, I'm not, and I think that would have turned some people off, but it's also a lot raunchier. It is, and but meaner in a good way. Well, we've we've said before, we like mean humor. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not using that as a criticism. Just why people wouldn't like it as much as Seinfeld. Yeah, well, yeah, no. And why, and why it wouldn't? But yeah, it is a very funny show. And this was a good episode. It is a good. Well, there's there's a ton of good episodes of this one. Um, we were talking about darkness. Um, I think maybe maybe the darkest episode I remember of this show was the one where I can't remember exactly what happens. Um, but they make the bar kind of like a free zone like uh because they're all into liberty um and frank is running a uh a russian roulette table <laughs> do you remember that and people are yes. like shooting smack in the booth and stuff Jeez. <laughs> vaguely yeah so that's the kind of i think any episode with those the the, the twins is ends up looking pretty dark oh those god guys. yeah the Mc, mcpoyle brothers Poyle brothers oh geez yeah they are those are some good actors because they they creep me the hell out and the sister and the oh god yeah the unibrow sister <laughs> um yeah a very a very dark show but uh we're not telling anybody anything they don't know like you said it's been on for 10 seasons if you don't know about it now and you are listening to us uh i i think you Anybody Spending who's too listening much time to us, on the internet. Yeah, you you know about it. Come on, I saw them live do the uh, the Nightman Cometh live. How was it? It was really good. It was really funny. Um, and much you know, it's they they were very good live. I have to say, you don't know what to expect uh, when TV actors, you know. Yeah, it's it's, it's 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 funny they decided to do that, and it's really cool that it turned out to be so good. Yeah, it was it was really good, and they added a lot to it more than than was in the episode, which they would have to. Yeah, nobody nobody's gonna pay for a twenty two minute show. Yeah, no, um, and that they've already seen. Yeah, well, uh, people would probably, but uh, just you know, just to say they'd seen it or whatever. But yeah, very very talented people. I think even um, Caitlin Olson, who plays D, I. I guess she's not credited with writing but she was a member of the groundlings i think and stuff um and and so she's got you know she's got a comedic background i'm sure she does a lot of improvising uh when they're filming yeah she's and she's very funny in the show she's really good yeah yeah uh yeah 
so it's versus, but as we say, you can't really uh, they we're not they're not really going up against each other. And in this case, I I like them both. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't say I prefer one to the other really. Yeah, unfortunately, they they're both good. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's always sunny is more of a modern sensibility, so it's it's easier to relate to nowadays. You know, if you're if you're just coming to it. Um, I think I think the this this specific episode of Seinfeld is 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 kind of so far out there. It was not. It's not really. It's the sensibility of the time. I think it was just absurd at all times. But yeah. It's, if you're going to pick one show to recommend to someone, it's always something that's probably more something more modern that people won't groan at nearly as much. Yeah, and it, I mean, I don't know. Seinfeld was obviously influential. I I feel like It's Always Sunny is influential too, but it's just harder to see. Um, well, I think the league doesn't happen with it always, It's Always Sunny, so that's yeah, well, one I, influence I'm thinking for sure. Of, I'm thinking of, of even more uh, mainstream like network shows i think got maybe a little more edgy or tried to after it's the it's always sunny success or you know modest success or relative success uh, but i can't think of an example at the moment i mean i think maybe something like what the hell is that courtney cox show oh yeah and you, yeah i guess i i don't know it you know i i mean they tried to be you know it had them cougar town cougar town it had them be all uh wine drinking you know what but then it was also by a guy who did scrubs so it started turning into every episode was like had some feel-good ending to it too so uh, I, I don't recommend cougar town is what i'm trying to say but i i think shows did try to uh take from that it's always sunny model what do you know if it's always sunny came before arrested development uh i don't know when did arrested development uh... fuck that's a good question man all right, uh, I'm gonna look this up. Talk, Pat, while I do this. Just... I was looking it up. Oh, okay. Well, I'll talk then. Um, yeah, very talented actors on this. I think even like uh, Mac, uh, he plays kind of the straight guy uh, compared to all the other characters on the show. And so I think, like you were saying, Charlie Day has uh, has gotten a lot of work. I think Mac is underappreciated. I think he does a really good job, but he doesn't. He doesn't even though he writes his role for himself, he doesn't give himself like uh, a lot of places to shine. He's just kind of solid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's always sunny came in 2005 and uh, rest of development was 2003. Okay. Um, he did, but the, the season where he gained weight purposely is, was he did, he did have a lot of chances to shine. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, no, that's true. But that was just the last season. Um, yeah. <laughs> and before that, I mean, I, I really, uh, I admire the restraint of, of that, um, creating a character like that and, and letting the other characters kind of, uh, do the heavy comedic lifting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel like Mac and Dennis, neither of them really do a lot of no. this. It's, 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 it's everyone around them. But, but they—I mean—they do have some. I—I I think, I think Mac would have even more than Dennis. I don't know because Dennis is is slightly more memorable of a character just for being such an egotistical uh, douchebag who thinks he's a big ladies' man, um, despite all evidence to the contrary. And I think life. Mac has that whole—he is so ripped thing, and he's had that going since the first season. Right. I'm working on my core. Yeah, but but <laughs> I mean, just uh, as a as a character, I think 
even Dennis is more, um, he's more extreme than Mac is. Okay. Okay. You know? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and, uh, and Mac looks like Haley Joel Osment, um, grown up, which a lot of people have. Did you see that, uh, that promo for the new season they did before the, yeah, it was so short. I wish it was longer. Who else was in? I remember Haley Joel Osment was uh, Mac. Who else was in? I can't even remember who else, who else was on it. Oh, that's a shame. It was hilarious. I'm sure it's on YouTube or something. They should have had a whole episode with that in it because it, it really was funny. That's what I that's what I thought uh, they were gonna do when I when I yeah, saw that so promo. I. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, kind of kind of an easy show this one because they're they're both really so good. I find it's a little harder to talk about TV shows when you're just doing a specific episode because you're uh, you know what you what you end up doing is or wanting to do is just kind of talk about the plot of the episode but yeah and i i think this 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 time again i i think it's hard to talk about these these episodes that we like so much because we just want to talk about how funny they are it it was a lot easier to do it with with uh mary tyler moore show and 30 rock because it was there was the political background and that's not going along with it's always sunny in seinfeld they're just funny shows that doesn't have any there's there's nothing like that around it so it, it is a little bit harder there's the 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 cult of the hated personality but that's it yeah and and it's uh i mean they, neither one of these shows needs needs a boost from us obviously um no <laughs> so it's it's just you know well like our like our detractor on itunes said this is just kind of this is the uh corner barbershop of uh podcasting and this episode i think he's still listening more so i i know he is I'm i hope he is listening and masturbating <laughs> i they, don't hope that they mentioned me again <laughs> um i i do hope that he he sounded like he he needed maybe a little love in his life picking on poor defenseless podcasts by nobodies oh he loved mark Marin though all right, I, I see you're not going to back me up on this, so. <laughs> I don't want him to, I want him to do another review where he reviews me highly and you lowly. Love you, man. Keep on spanking it, dude. I know you're out there. All right, uh, what, what you want to talk, uh, what you want to talk about? Well, what's in the news uh, since, our, since we recorded our last podcast, uh, Miley Cyrus did some racist, uh, stupid thing at the VMAs. I don't care. I didn't watch it. You didn't watch it. Uh, you said you watched the clip, though, yeah? I watched it on YouTube well after. It was yeah. It was not as bad as I expected, but it was. I don't understand her. I mean, the, the, the song was so bad, I just don't get it. And her, her dancing was, I'm sure you could do better, and I don't expect you to, that, that you're much of a dancer. Oh, I'm not. Can you you twerk? Not having seen it, um, I think I have more of a booty than she does, so I'd probably be a little better at it. Um, Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's all over everything this week, and people love to get faux-outraged by this kind of thing. I don't really know why. That's been going on for as long as MTV's or the VMAs have been around. Every year it's something. Here's the question. Neither of us watched it. The, the thing I wanted to know about the VMAs is what did Daft Punk do? And I've not heard that at all. Oh, because right. Because the, the he Colbert, got... they, they didn't do Colbert because they had to do the VMAs. 
So what the hell? That should have been the biggest story. It should Punk. have been. I didn't hear anything about Daft Punk at the VMAs. No, I don't even know if they were there. I mean, it was all big ruse. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're robots, so it wouldn't well, be that hard for them to... They're not thought, ever really there, you know? I thought Colbert was Daft Punk, and that was going to be the real the real story. Well, I... Uh, yeah, I'm sure they didn't uh, exploit any uh, black backup dancers or anything, but yeah, I don't know. You know, why is this a story? Like, Miley Cyrus is a clueless poser. That's really, is that breaking news to people? I guess maybe it is. I, I don't know. Um, it, but it seems to be in the genes. You're, are you claiming that the the singer of Billy, I mean singer of Breaky 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 Heart, is a is a poser? Look, man, Hank Hank Williams would have spit in Billy Ray Cyrus's face if he knew that's <laughs> what he was doing to country music. <laughs> he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have called it country music. He, no, he he would have called it shit, and then he would have he would have beat the crap out of him, <laughs> like real men used to do. <laughs> Yeah, uh, what else? Oh, Ben Affleck as Batman. I post about it on Facebook. I've never really understood the Ben Affleck hate, but there seems to be a lot of hate for Ben Affleck. I think he'll be fine. Like I said, it's not a role that requires Marlon Brando level acting. It's fucking Batman, people. Get a grip. Well, uh, not to disagree, but he was not especially good as Daredevil. But that, I, Didn't I guess see you it. can't blame him. It was not a good movie. From what I, mean, I heard, Daredevil uh, was directed poorly and poorly written. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know how much they can lay at his feet. But having not seen it, I... I but I the, really it say. goes back to, I just don't... I don't see the point of making a, a Batman and Superman movie before you've made a Batman movie. I think you need to make a movie with both of them and then bring them together instead of making a, a second Superman movie and then introduce a new Batman. I, I, don't, I don't like the whole idea, but I hope it's good. Well, I mean, I I personally just don't give a shit, really. I know. The other. I know I, you don't. I I probably won't even see it, but um. But why do you say probably? You you certainly will not see it unless I force you to do it for the podcast. Well, that's exactly why I say probably. It, it's okay. exactly the kind of thing we would end up doing for the podcast. So, in that instance, I would see it. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know what, Ben Affleck, I'll come out and say it. He seems like an intelligent person to me. I've seen him on on like. Uh, debating on Fox News with their idiots and and uh, and a nice enough guy. I I don't know. He's is he the best actor in the world? No, but can he do the job in front of the camera? I mean, usually he can do what he's there to do. You know, I'm just surprised he's doing it because it's it seems like he's so he's, in the past five five or six years it's just been serious roles. I'm surprised. Has he taken any other kind of light fare? No, not that I not that I know of. I, I don't keep tabs on his career as as much as my defending him would make it sound like. But uh, not not that I remember. But you know, I don't know. It's just weird that the way this... does look perfect. He looks like he looks like Batman. He looks like Bruce Wayne for sure. In, in I mean, my image of of what Bruce Wayne would be more not than to, not to spill things, but uh, Batman is Bruce Wayne. That's the same person. I'll pretend I didn't hear that because um, I probably will have to watch the movie for this podcast at some point. Um, yeah, but no, more more than any of the other Batmans in my mind, he yeah he does. But you know, it, it's just weird because no, he's not the best actor in the world. He's he's a decent, fair actor, and and he can do well with the right role. But you know, like physicists aren't like they're not 
getting pissed at people who aren't Stephen Hawking, you know? They're like, oh, he's just a mid-level physicist. What the fuck? Why is he getting a paycheck? I don't get it. You know, it's weird. It's a weird thing with uh, people get very proprietary and with characters and... and uh, well, I think with a character like Batman, no matter who you name, people will complain. Yeah, I, no, they I, will. I mean, I don't remember, but I am almost positive when Christian Bale was announced, people complained you can't have a British person playing Batman. Everybody's compl- going to complain, so... Yeah, and everybody complained about uh, Heath Ledger as the Joker. And, uh, and then and, they killed him. Yeah. They killed him dead. The Then the... Uh, you know, and you, yet you didn't hear any complaints about uh, George Lucas starting up uh, the shitty Star Wars movies again. George Lucas isn't doing it. No, no, I mean the the uh, episode one, two, and three. Oh, you never heard, yeah, that's true. Those movies came out and everyone loved them and no one ever complained. Yeah, no. Well, you know what I'm saying. There wasn't like, everybody was excited for those. There wasn't a lot of talk of oh he's gonna shit all over the uh, his legacy. Of course, I mean that talk came after they they actually came <laughs> out. But oh, but I'm just, I think when they did the casting, people had I don't remember. I it's, I'm not sure what you're saying. I'm saying that uh, that people gave that a chance before it came. people got excited oh, so, about so... about a series that they liked. Whereas with this Batman, they're ready to jump all over the shit. Uh, over I, nothing you know, without having seen it. I have only seen opinions like yours. I haven't seen anyone say the negative part. I have never seen read anyone say he's not going to be good. It's it's weird. I've seen a lot of people say we'll see. I've seen a lot of people say I'm looking forward to it, and I've seen people say like backlash, but I've not seen the negative stuff. So I I think I've just been going to the wrong places. Yeah, let me uh I'll I'll uh show you the internet when we get off um and and maybe you can find it on there. How uh, do you access that? Uh, you have an AOL account. No, I have Quantum Link. Oh, that'll do it, I think. Um, yeah, what else? Uh, shit, I had something on my mind. You made me lose my damn train of thought, Pat. What you, What do you have? You got anything? I was just going to talk about the Miley Cyrus stuff, but you talked about it first. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, and, and last. Hopefully we'll never speak her name again unless she uh, dies in some kind of fiery plane crash or something. Um I thought I thought maybe that could be talking about her could be a regular part of our our show, and especially the episode where we compare Hannah Montana to the Patty Duke show. Oh, that would be a good fucking episode, dude. And by good, I mean um, horrifying for me to have to sit through. But those are usually the best episodes, anyway. I think I'd rather do something from today instead of doing eight years ago's Patty Duke show. I don't know what today's Patty Duke show is. Yeah, I don't either. Um... Uh, Once Upon a Time? Once Upon a Time is a good show. It's not just for kids. All right. It's for people like me. I kids at n- heart. I've never seen it. Is that the one that was the uh, the dudes from Lost did it? Yeah. It's oh, okay. a fairy tale. Modern times. Never mind. You sold me. All you had to say was fairy tale. I know. All I had to say was tale. All you really had to say was fairy. Um. Yeah, anything, uh, anything, I'm trying to think of anything else entertainment news related. Have you seen The World's End? No, how is it? I haven't seen it. I've heard good things. Um, I haven't seen any movies this summer. Well, that's literally untrue, but I haven't seen nearly as many movies as I like to. I didn't see any of the cartoons, and I missed most of the blockbusters. Yeah, well, you know, I don't go to the tentpole movies so much. Um, 
but uh, you're. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're probably not missing much. Um, but I you would think like I'm to... not miss, missing much by missing the butler. Wait, no, it's it's a uh, it's not just the butler. It's the director's names. The butler. I can't even remember his name. Is Lee that... Daniels, the butler. Lee Daniels, the butler. Uh, I never saw Precious either, based on the novel Sapphire by Sappho. Uh, oh, or whatever that was also by Lee Daniels. Yeah, no, I know. Is uh, Lee Daniels the guy that had the the fiddle contest with the devil down in Georgia? Yeah, the Lee Daniels band. Um, yeah, you remember that song from Urban Cowboy? Um, yes, it was Lee Daniels. Devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal, and uh, apparently he got it because now Lee Daniels is a big name, uh, and apparently a pretty shitty director before he got his uh, lucky break with uh, with Oprah's. So what's the deal with that movie? Did Oprah say, I want to make a movie about the butler from the White House, and she just put everything together, and that's what happened? I didn't think she thought that much about it. She just snapped her fingers, and it happened. She's Oprah. I, 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 I don't – there's someone I don't understand the outright hatred people have of. I don't – I've never watched her show, and I don't especially like her, but you bring her up on, on that place you were talking about through Quantum Link, and people will – get angry no matter what the story is people will automatically say she's a terrible person and and whatever her side is the other side was right and i don't understand it i just don't understand it i don't see i don't think she's a terrible person i don't particularly care for her um i don't think she's a terrible person i think she's done a lot of good things but she's like she's like bono bono's done a lot of good things too but uh shut the fuck up dude you know what i mean the ego involved is is off-putting and um and you know her, her elevation of hucksters and snake oil salesmen uh, doesn't doesn't endear her to me particularly. You know that whole thing with like the gift and even Doctor Phil and Doctor Oz who are kind of uh, yeah I I'll, I'll agree with that. Those two are yeah. Um, so those, that that is a shame. Yeah, it's a very you know it's the it's very. Uh, she embraces a lot of stupid uh, new agey shit, basically, and that and that's um, a turnoff. But you know, that's also why she's popular. I mean, that uh, that's a lot of America. You know, embraces the the weird spirituality stuff and whatever. Um, not really a reason to to hate her. Like I said, I don't hate her. I think she has done a lot of good, but is a reason not to uh, particularly care for her. But, but people yeah. were just up in arms that. That she had that story about the the purse, and it was it, it was her fault. Whatever the, whatever the case of the story is, the story was her fault. I was just like, all right. Yeah, I didn't even read it. Something about being turned away from a, a department she was, store. She was in a high end store, and she was looking at purses. And there's a purse up on a high shelf, and she asked the salesman to look at that one, and the salesman said, no, it's too expensive. And she said, no, I, I'd like to look at it. And the salesman never let her look. The salesman never let her look at it. And she was just, she brought that story up as an example that she thought was modern day racism. And if it is, there isn't, it doesn't. It was, the thing is, the way I read the story, she didn't highlight the store herself. I don't know how the store came out, like the specific store. But it was just like a, a passaway story. She wasn't saying, like, close this store up i i was i was being uh discriminating it was just like even nowadays someone is as wealthy as her can be discriminated against in this small way and then people just look at her look at how she expects people to do whatever she wants so well what i want to know is um 
What what galaxy was this store in where they didn't fucking recognize Oprah Winfrey? It was in, it was in I think Switzerland. Oh yeah, well that, yeah, I guess they they really don't know uh, black people there. <laughs> I, just, I I don't I, yeah. All right, um, I guess that's good. Unless you have anything uh, else you thought of. No, that's that's it. I, I, well, we forgot we forgot to do. Uh, What's any any kind of game? What's what's going on, Fred Schneider? Well, we're, well, you you did bring up a new segment, which will be uh, this week in Miley Cyrus. Which oh, is, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good name for it too. This week in Miley in Miley Cyrus, and we'll just uh, talk about what's uh, rumbling around her digestive tract. Uh, yeah. So we'll we'll have more Miley Cyrus news next week. So wait, Rupees. did you? Did we decide uh, the next one's going to be a co- the comic book one? Yes, it's uh, Days of Future Past versus uh, Book Two of Private Eye. Yeah, so we're going back to Private Eye already. Uh, we're repeating ourselves at episode oh. twenty. Uh, well, that is this our first repeat? Yeah, I mean, except for our our jokes and our stuttering, it's it's our first uh, theme repeat. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Well, and expect much more because I'm sure we'll repeat uh, many, many more things. We already talked about doing another It's Always Sunny uh, versus probably Taxi and maybe Seinfeld versus Louie. So. Uh, and you, you should say Days of Future Past is an X-Men storyline. Yes. So. It's supposedly going to be p- featured in next year's movie. From the 80s. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, that'll be fun. Man, that train. That, I don't know what that train's carrying, but it comes by a lot. Dude, I know, well, you know, I live like two blocks from the train station. I think I think it's just Amtrak. Uh, apparently, there's uh, a lot of people around here who don't have cars for whatever reason and get around uh, from stop to stop just by taking Amtrak. You know, it's a fourteen dollar trip to the grocery store. Oh, that's that's not a problem. Yeah, it's fucking weird, dude. Because uh, in the morning, there's this there's a free shuttle that comes down here and uh, and goes to Bart, and uh, so I take that, but people get off the train and get on that free shuttle and I'm like where the fuck are you coming from like how far away do you work that you have to take a train and then take public transit to go work in the city I guess there's like people oh oh I've I've heard of that in the Bay Area people that live out in like in Sacramento and shit yeah and they come in to work in the city it doesn't make sense to me and they say well the housing prices are much cheaper in Sacramento but uh, apparently they don't factor in the transportation costs of driving two hours you know yeah, or or riding you know on a on a bus and then on bar people who live where i live near where i live and they take an amtrak train to new york and in order to get to, to work i think they have to leave it like because i'm in, in at the the in philadelphia at the edge of philadelphia so they have to get on the train like i think it's six o'clock or five o'clock. So you have to leave in the morning, five in the morning every day to go to work. It's it sounds harsh. Yeah, no, that kind of shit's ridiculous. But you know, when that's all you know, you're you get used to it, and you don't, you know, you don't even it doesn't bother you as much. But for this me, is so odd. I mean, why if you're gonna live be working in Manhattan, just live in Connecticut? Well, I guess you want to work in both cities. You have take Amtrak to both places. Just move out to Long Island. Shit, it's still at least it'd be you know a, a much less. Uh, time-consuming train ride. But here's the best solution. Don't work in Manhattan. Yeah, work from home. What the fuck are you doing that you have to go into your office? Even better, quit. 
watch TV. Live like your life. Do. Yeah. Damn. Everyone should quit their jobs except the people who make video games and comic books and entertainment. Movies. Yeah. Entertainment. Yeah. Come on. I don't people, know who's like... going to pay pay for this stuff, but ah, who cares? We'll just get it on uh, torrent sites. It's, yeah. That's the late 90s, man. There's no need for jobs anymore. I, w- I don't I wish. Those dreams of Herbert Hoover, they haven't reached us yet. No, unfortunately, uh, Ronald Reagan took those dreams and uh, swallowed them out and barfed them back up as uh, nightmares. There's my Reagan dig of the week. <laughs> all right, now I think we're really done. So, uh, all right, yeah, next week, uh, X-Men versus, uh, what the fuck's it called? Private Eye. Oh, and I also uh, I also forgot to add, uh, everybody can go fuck themselves. So, until next week, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Gasoline, baby, gasoline girl. Gasoline, baby, gasoline man. Gasoline, baby, suck it on down. Gasoline, baby, gasoline power. Gasoline, baby, good gasoline. Said a gasoline baby, gasoline man. Gasoline baby, gasoline girl. Gasoline baby, suck it on down. Gasoline baby, gasoline power. Gasoline baby, good gasoline. Gasoline, baby, good gasoline. Gasoline, baby, gasoline man. Gasoline, baby, gasoline power. Gasoline, baby, suck it on down. Gasoline, baby, gasoline girl. Gasoline, baby, gasoline girl. Gasoline, baby, gasoline man. Gasoline, baby, gasoline power. Gasoline, baby, gasoline man. Yeah.